You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Jordan Rollband, and Jordan is the president and co-founder of DFO Global Performance Commerce. Now, DFO is a marketing agency and technology company, and Jordan is an expert in a variety of areas, including product development and sourcing, advertising and media buying, affiliate marketing, e-commerce, SaaS, SEO and a whole host of other things that he's learned throughout his career. And today he's going to share with us some of that. We're going to talk about a topic we've never talked about before. But before we do that, welcome to the show, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Because we, again, we have never talked about this topic today. And just to give everybody a little bit of a teaser, you know, what we're going to talk about today and what you're going to unpack for us is how to scale a global e-commerce business using affiliate marketing, right? We've never talked about affiliate marketing here on Growth Experts. So we're leaning on you. We're counting on you to help us understand that and how my listeners might be able to leverage that to grow their business. So before we do that, you know, give us a one or two minute kind of fill in the blanks a little bit of quick backstory on how you got here and then we'll dive right in. Sure, sure. Thanks. So, you know, as you mentioned, you know, Jordan Rollband, president of DFO Global, you know, my partner and I founded DFO roughly six years ago. It's been a pretty amazing journey, I must say, starting off in the you know the affiliate marketing space and, and really transitioning the business over the last few years to being highly focused on e-commerce and technology, which has been pretty amazing. You know, my background was in finance, so you know I don't come from a, a marketing background per se. I spent the first five years of of my career, you know, my adult career working in finance. I, to be quite honest with you, I found that if I stayed in the uh, finance industry, well, I was going to have a really long and boring, miserable life, <laughs> you know, between having to get dressed up for work every day, you know, and just dealing with things that were really not very interesting to me, right? I always had a passion for marketing, but, you know, somehow landed in finance. So, you know, I guess somewhere around 2007, you know, I decided that I was going to, uh, you know, sort of leave what I was doing and transition or, you know, really make that next transition of my life, you know, into marketing. And, you know, I started off by doing a lot of, you know, in turn, like just buying myself. I was buying actually for the, the business that I was a part of at the time, which was, um, you know, a lot of like financial lead generation. So for the mortgage industry, you know, insurance and debt consolidation and debt settlement. You know, I then opened up a small lead gen business that really focused on those three verticals. And early 2008 is when I really discovered affiliate marketing. And, and I guess for the last like, you know, 10 years, 11 years of my life, in one way or another, I've been deeply connected to the affiliate marketing space. 
you know, I've made lots of friends and, and have met some really interesting people, you know, through affiliate marketing. And I've also learned all kinds of amazing things. You know, one of those things is, is how to become a very effective media buyer at a high level with a fairly small team, you know, and, and back when we were doing lead gen, you know, we had a small team of people, you know, really in the company, there was four of us, right. And, and we were able to generate and just imagine this, right. So going back 10 years ago, this is in the very early stages of Facebook, you know, when they had just opened up their platform, I had a developer, a creative person, and then essentially two of us acting as media buyers. And we were able to generate somewhere between three and 5,000 leads a day for the financial space, utilizing Facebook and Google at the time, which, wow. you know, if you think about that from a scale perspective, right? Like there's agencies, you know, my office is here in New York. There's agencies that can't necessarily fulfill in that type of traffic. And we were able to do just that with, with two of us. So, you know, and by using tactics that we learned. Yeah, that's amazing. So today we're going to hone in on affiliate marketing, but before we dive into that, let's take a Let's get a little bit micro into DFO Global Performance Commerce. So, you know, when did you started that business? What year? 2013. Okay, great. So it's been five, six been years six, now. Yeah, been about six years. Great. Yeah. So could you give us a sense of size or scale, whether that be number of employees, percentage growth, revenue, something to give us an idea of how big that business is today, six years later? Sure. So we started the company in 2013. There were basically two offices, two very small offices. There was eight people in total. And today we are eight offices and roughly 240 people and, and growing. Wow. Yep. 240 people and growing. So from a revenue perspective, I don't, you know, I, I don't need to know the exact numbers. Are you talking about Less than 10 million, more than 10 million. I mean, can you give us a sense of that? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're doing significantly more than $10 million a year in annual revenue. We have offices around the world. So, hence the reason why, you know, DFO Global, right? So, you know, we look at sort of our business and the way in which we work with our, you know, our clients from a very global perspective. Awesome. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, let's do this. Let's take one more micro bite out of the apple here. Could you tell me? So, so DF. DFO Global has all these different offices, all these employees. So that means you obviously have customers. So if you had to narrow it down to one channel, one tactic, one strategy, what's the number one way that you're generating new clients for your business today? If you could only pick one, what would be the one you'd double down on and rock and roll? Sure. So, I mean, let's focus on the core of what we do, right? And, and, and my background and my partner's background, and that's in affiliate marketing. So you would use affiliates to, so is that, that, that's the way that you would generate even new clients for your business? Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Awesome. And, you know, we, we have just, you know, for the record, right, we have an internal media buying team. We have a fairly large internal media buying team, but the reality is, is that, you know, with our types of products offerings and the way in which we, we work, you know, to achieve scale, right, especially around the world, you need partners in order to do that. You know, at any given moment, we can be running 15 to 20 different product SKUs in 50 different countries, right? And having an internal media buying team, I think, allows us to, to do a lot of different things, you know, and, and obviously gain an incredible amount of intelligence and, and learnings from having the team. But without having our affiliate partners, we couldn't go from, you know, 50 sales a day to, to 2,000 sales a day overnight. Perfect. All right. Awesome. So, I'm excited to dive into the topic here, which is how to scale a global e-commerce business using affiliate marketing. So I know you had kind of put together a framework here that you were going to share with us on how people could start moving in that direction and leveraging it for their business. 
share that with us, help us unpack that. And, um, we'll go from there. Sure. Sure. So I'd say, um, you know, step one is obviously coming up with a unique product. And I say unique product because, you know, what I've noticed in today's marketplace is there are many people that are really either drop shipping or dealing with OEM type products. And, you know, while I think even as a, as a company for us, like we've had a tremendous amount of success in dealing with OEM products. You know, the reality is, is that once that product starts to scale, whether it's, you know, your internal media buying team or you're using affiliates or however you're getting traffic to that product, it's viewable to the marketplace. And that essentially means that any other marketer that's out there, right, especially the, the good ones and the ones that have large teams or merchants, right, can just replicate that product overnight, right? And, you know, you may have, you know, product on hand and you may have great systems, but you also are dealing, you know, in a world where not everyone, you know, cares if, if they have product on hand or, you know, focuses on the quality of the products. And therefore, you know, we start with the idea and concept of making sure that you have this unique product, right? Something that you can protect, something that's not easily replicated by every other person that's out there watching and following what's going on on the internet. Yeah, that makes sense. Starting with the product makes a lot of sense. What's the next step? Step two would be, you know, coming up and formulating the right plan around the particular product, right? So making sure that you have inventory sitting in your warehouses, depending on, you know, where you want to, where you want to sell this product, whether you're just focused in on the US, or if you want to focus on multiple continents, making sure that, you know, the product is ready to go. And you've had the conversation with your, you know, with your manufacturers and your fulfillment centers, you know, that you do have a pretty aggressive plan to scale this product, and that there aren't going to be any major delays. Because one thing, you know, that I've learned over the years is that, it's really amazing when you scale a product, but when you scale it beyond expectation and you're not prepared, well, you could find yourself <laughs> in a world of problems. So I'd say making sure you have the right product and then coming up with a really solid plan you know, to be able to get that product to consumers' hands in a very efficient and effective way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you might, your product might only be doing 25 sales a day, and then all of a sudden you turn on the fire hose. And you might be doing a thousand or two thousand sales a day, and you got to be prepared for that, right? Because you know, hey, the fact is, is that that's a high quality problem. But at the end of the day, you still got to deliver beyond expectations, or you're just going to leave a lot of money on the table, and it's going to fall through the cracks. Absolutely, and I mean, especially you know, in, in the world in which we live in today, right? I mean, Amazon obviously set the bar very high, and you know, I think some of these, you know, these tactics that people were using a few years ago, especially the ones that are drop shipping, I think some of those tactics worked for a certain period of time. But people have, you know, the consumers, right, they've really grown accustomed to this. And if you can't fulfill, you know, in a really effective way, well, the downside of that is that, you know, th this product or brand that you've created eventually becomes tarnished very quickly. And as quickly as you scaled up to 2000 sales a day, you're basically out of business because you've ruined the rep, you know, the, the brand integrity and reputation. Gotcha. So that's step number two. Let's talk about step number three. Well, so step number three is, you know, really like dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And, and what I mean there is that, so you, you have your product ready to go. You formulated a plan in terms of like being able to, you know, to fulfill that product to your customers. And now it's time to focus on where that traffic is coming from, right? How are you going to generate those sales for that particular product? You know, and I think there's a few different ways in which you can do this. Obviously, if you have the ability to buy your own media, which many people, you know, many people do that, especially that are that are in the space and that are looking at selling product, 
that's certainly one way, you know, whether that's buying media across, you know, all the major platforms or having some back channels that you work through, you know, really just depends on your skill set or working with affiliate marketers directly or affiliate networks. That obviously gives you the ability to, you know, to really scale and take the product to the next level. So finding the right partners, which is kind of these affiliates that we're focusing in on today, finding the right partners, whether that be large affiliates or affiliate networks, affiliate companies, right? Right. Perfect. Exactly. Awesome. And step number four, what would step number four be? So once you've, once you've secured these, you know, these direct affiliate relations, or, you know, you found the right affiliate network to work with, and you can do a, you know, a quick Google search and it'll list out the top 10 affiliate networks that are out there. So they're not that hard to find. You know, I think it really just depends on the type of product offering that you have. But once you've been able to do this, I think that's, you know, to me, that's always been where sort of like that magic happens, right? You know, you you have the right affiliates on, you essentially have the right, or at least you think you have the right offering. And then basically you work to start optimizing that offering based around that affiliates type of traffic, right? So for instance, let's say you have, you know, an affiliate who's, who's doing really good volume in e-commerce on Facebook, right? So in doing so, you, you really want to build the offer around the audience, right? Because each media platform is different. So that means making sure that you have all the right ads in place or your affiliate has the right ads that are going to convert, right? And, and obviously we know that video, for instance, video ads work, work best on Facebook today or, or Instagram. So having the right videos, having, having different variations of those videos, then having the right interstitial or what we call pre-sell page in place, right? And that's really the page that stands in front of the actual product offering that helps explain to the customer why they should be buying this product as opposed to one of your competitor's products or essentially spending money on any other product that they may be shopping for on the internet. Because, you know, remember a lot of these buys that people are doing are impulse buys. So what makes your product stand out? Why do you have a better product offering? Right. And it's important that when you're creating the, you know, this content that the, the content is really shared in a way between you and your affiliate partners, that's beneficial to everybody because they're obviously the ones that are executing the buys for you. You're the one that's controlling the back end of the product. And both of those mechanisms need to be in place in order for you to be highly successful. So basically what you got to do is you have to make sure that you're helping your, your affiliate partners get a good ROI by providing them different tools and strategies that are specific to the niches that they're in or on the platforms they're on, right? So like you said, if they're going to go to Facebook and start spending five or 10 or $20,000 a day or a month to promote your product, you got to make sure they're getting an ROI. Otherwise they're not going to stick around for long, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you essentially become partners with these affiliates, right? So their ROI is, is you know, and, and their success is really your success. So if for whatever reason, you know, you've built out something that just isn't working for them, well, you need to get back in there and, and work as hard as you possibly can to fix it because the other reality with affiliates is that at some point, you know, if for whatever reason your product isn't working for them, well, you know, they'll move on because, you know, the great thing of being an affiliate is you have so many different opportunities that you can take on. You obviously follow the money, right? So if for whatever reason, you know, as an affiliate, you're, you're running a product offering that just doesn't make sense, well, you move on to the next one. So, you know, as a product owner, you need to make sure that, you know, your product is, is converting in a very effective way. Perfect. So let's get a little bit more micro. We talked about these four steps and that's awesome. 
and this is the right way to do it. Share with us a couple of things that you see companies, you know, these e-commerce companies doing wrong when they try to deploy, you know, affiliate marketing. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making? You know, give us, give us two or three if you could. Oh man, <laughs> that's a really easy question. <laughs> Good. Well, I teed it up for you. So now you got to hit it out of the park. Yeah. So first and foremost, I think one is the types of pages that people build out for their affiliates, right? They basically just, well, there's two, two methods, right? People either just rip and tear anything that's out there, right? Because that's very common in the space. So people just rip anything. They have no idea how, how that page actually performs. They see it and they think, oh, this looks great. I'm just going to throw this page up. It should convert. And they basically cross their fingers and hope and pray that they're going to have success. I can tell you that that is a formula to fail and fail hard. Second is, you know, they don't globalize anything that they're doing. Like, you know, we live in a world that's very connected these days, right? So we're not living in this disconnected world anymore. And I see a lot of people running what I think are pretty solid offerings in the US. And as they start to move out of the US and replicate their offerings into multiple countries, they basically fail to localize anything, right? So they either use like, you know, Google Translate to, create pre-sale pages and sales pages um, and funnels. They don't really have any understanding of the way in which the banking works. So they just assume that Visa and MasterCard is going to work everywhere. And they don't really think about any of the other payment methods that they can add on to the back end of the offering. And therefore, they've basically created something that may have some very min- minimal success you know, across a few different platforms and maybe with some smaller affiliates. But as far as like really building out a product that can scale in any kind of, you know, effective way, they've basically just taken themselves out of the game. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And and I, I never really thought about the whole globalization piece because now you've got to customize the marketing even more, right? Because from culture to culture, language to language, you know, geography to geography, you know, people change. They're not all the same and their wants, needs, and desires and what makes them act and what causes that to catch their eye. You know, humans are humans, but it but there's those nuances that really make all the difference in it, in the ROI of a campaign like this is what I assume. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it's really the difference between, you know, being successful and failing. I mean, again, you can be successful running in the US by using a, a fairly simple formula, right? And that's build out, you know, really good compelling creatives, have a simplified back end, right? Whether it's using you know, a, a system like Shopify where they, you know, with a very simple shopping cart feature, or if you have a custom solution that does this for you. So in the US, it's it's really easy. There's, there's, you know, in terms of like what you need to put together, obviously it's a very competitive landscape. So you need to make sure that, you know, the, the payout that you're offering to your affiliates, right? Because all of this done on performance-based, that payout is is obviously compelling. And if there are similar type products in the marketplace, you know, you need to either make sure that you have a, a product offering that converts higher or that you're offering a larger payout to get the interest of those affiliates. But aside from that, I mean, running in the U.S. is, you know, fairly straightforward. It's, you know, I think a lot of people make mistakes when they try to globalize things, right? And, and that's what I mentioned earlier. They think that Google Translate's going to get it done. They don't realize that in certain countries, you know, people aren't necessarily using, you know, credit cards even, right? Like, there are so many alternative forms of payments across the world that you have to have some kind of understanding of how those work and who you can tie in to, to essentially 
have them process the payments for you. And, you know, without having that information, it's very hard to, to really scale a business. Perfect. Well, listen, I appreciate that. We're going to, the last couple of questions here, the next one I'm going to give you is, is, is kind of a hard one and one that a lot of people might stumble on, but I think you'll, I mean, with your background, I think this is something you'll be able to, to knock out of the park. So knowing what you know now, right? If you could go back to the beginning and start over, what's one thing that you would do different with your DFO, you know, global performance commerce business to get further faster? If you had to pick one thing, what would it be? Yeah, I think we, you know, we would have started in e-commerce sooner. You know, I think we, we spent a lot of time focusing on too many different verticals. Whereas, you know, now that we're just hyper-focused on e-commerce, you know, we've been way more successful, right? So I think limiting the amount of verticals that as a company that we've worked on, but I'd say even for, you know, for, for individuals, for entrepreneurs, like limiting the amount of things that you try to take on, you know, I think is something that's really critical, especially in the early stages of a business to being successful. And just to give you one example, you know, when we first started out, we were obviously having success with the affiliate model and we started to get a little bit into like utilizing influencers and building apps. And I can tell you that as a company, we build kick-ass technology. Like we've built out our own CRM platform. We've built out our own CMS. You know, we've built out a whole TPL, which essentially is a, a back-end solution that, that connects all of our different fulfillment partners into our CRM. And we've done a kick-ass job at doing that. But at one point in time, we were also trying to develop apps. And we made a pretty significant investment into building out a suite of apps and we completely failed at it. And what I realized that if, if we would have taken that money that we invested, not only the money, but the time and the resources and everything that we, we invested into building these apps and really applied them to our business, you know, I think we, we would have been way ahead of where we are even today, right? So we had to play a lot of catch up because of you know, the, the time that we spent doing things that weren't necessarily in our direct wheelhouse. Yep. Niching down is a key, is definitely a key. I'm a big believer in niching down. So Last two questions, rapid fire. What's your favorite growth tool or software that you're using to grow your business? So a lot of what we do is we use our own proprietary tools. So at this point, I can't say that I'm using a ton of like third-party tools. I can say that I'm, I'm very focused on the data, right? Because obviously in running the company, I'm constantly looking at, you know, all of our backend metrics, our ROI, like, you know, where the best margin is coming from especially when, when you're running in a, you know, in a multitude of different countries and products. We use a software that integrates into our CRM called Tableau. I would say for anyone that's you know, really into data and analytics, they should check that product out. It's, you know, it's not a product that's owned by DFO. They're a big company. I know Microsoft is integrated with them. Salesforce is integrated with them. If you're into data and analytics, check them out. So it's a really awesome tracking mechanism. And that's T-A-B-L-O? T-A-B-L-E-A-U. L-E-A-U. Tableau. I'll, I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes. And the last question, what's one book that you would recommend to my audience in and around maybe helping to grow your business? Yeah, what's one book that you might recommend in and around that well, topic? Yeah, a book that I've read um, a number of times over the years is by a gentleman named Ray Dalio. The book is called Principles. He's, you know, he's the founder of one of the most successful hedge funds in the world based out in Long Island. You know, I've looked at, I've read the book multiple times, but I've also really looked at the way that he's built his business. And I could say that we've emulated a lot of what he's done there and his principles and use them 
here at DFO. And I think it's part of the reason why we've been so successful in a very short period of time. Perfect. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up for today, Jordan. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about DFO, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Sure. You can, uh, you can, you can find me on Facebook at Jordan Rollband, you know, or you can just shoot me an email at jordan.rollband at dfo.global. And the uh, website is also dfo.global. Perfect. Hey, listen, appreciate you being here today. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Okay, man. Thanks very much. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.